What it do, what it do. Welcome back, Sour Crew. It's your boy Soul, aka My Name's Not Lemon. Welcome back to another episode of Melancholy and Halos. I'm glad to have you back. For today's theme, I wanted to teeter between Melancholia and Halos. So I came up with the topic of normalizing boundaries and healthy relationships. And more specifically, I'm going to take a look at our social media and mass media in general and how it's toxic. Now to begin, you can be close to a person, best friends with a person, you can be in love with a person. It does not mean you know everything about them, and in turn, it means you do not know all of their boundaries, unless you ask. You do not need to know the source of said boundaries, you just need to know what they are, so that way you can respect that person and build a healthy relationship with that person. Now, what are boundaries? Boundaries are something that indicates bounds or limits, a line that marks the limits of an area. So, for example, if we use video games, when you're in a video game, let's take Ratchet and Clank for example, because I've been playing a lot of that shit. The developers will put an imaginary wall where you're not allowed to go. A boundary. Why do they do that? Because there's nothing over there for you to do. They have made limits of where they want you to go, where they want you to play, and that is where they've created the gameplay. That's where they created the content. Anything out of those bounds should not exist. And if you go out of those bounds, what happens? Your game crashes. It gets laggy. You get stuck. It could delete all of your files. You have to restart the level. Right? Going outside of those boundaries will cause you stress, frustration, anger. Are you going to throw a remote? You might. You just might. Break your monitor, break your TV. You just might. And that's your fault. Because you crossed boundaries you were not supposed to cross. So you could take that and apply it to people. When people have boundaries, those are lines you should not cross with them because you're not going to get a response that is desirable. Unless you're toxic. But we'll go over that in a little bit. Healthy boundaries are those boundaries that are set to make sure you're mentally, physically, and emotionally stable. A complete lack of boundaries may indicate that we don't have a strong identity or are enmeshed with someone else. Now, let's talk about that for a minute. Why are having healthy boundaries related to being stable mentally, emotionally, and then in turn physically? If you have a boundary, if you have a limit of something you know makes you uncomfortable mentally, right? And you let it be known that you don't like a certain thing, no one will cross that and make you uncomfortable. So let's take an example that I think we can all relate to. Physical touch. Now, let's relate it to work environment. Physical touch with coworkers slash acquaintances. Hey, they can even be friends, right? If you do not like to be touched and you let it be known that you don't like anybody touching you, filling up on you, touching your shoulders, 
you know that if somebody does, it's going to make you uncomfortable. And what happens when you feel uncomfortable? You get physically, right? You could get cold sweats. You could just sweat in general. Like it just makes you n nervous and anxious. Mental, nervous and anxious, mental. It could cause you aches. Because when you have physical pains, I mean, when you have mental pains, it causes physical symptoms, right? It could cause you breathing problems. And mentally, it could cause you worry and stress. Avoidance. You start to avoid that person in your workplace, which is unhealthy. You start to avoid where they're at in your workplace. You may even start to avoid your own work area for fear that they're going to come to you. Paranoia. You're always on the lookout. Where are they? What are they doing? But if you have those boundaries set and you know those boundaries yourself and they start to cross it, you clock that shit real motherfucking quick. I don't think so. I already told you what was up. You stay in your lane. Having those boundaries will help protect yourself emotionally and mentally. And in turn, those emotional and mental issues that you are facing won't present themselves physically. And when I said boundaries may indicate that we don't have a strong identity, this is what healthy boundaries do for a person. Healthy boundaries establish one's identity. So what do, what do I mean by that? When you have boundaries, limits of what you will not allow others to do to you, it starts to become your identity because it starts to be unique to you. Continuing on with physical touch, if you do not like to be touched, it's not your thing, and you have a friend that is a physical toucher, that's how they show their love and affection with hugs, with touching, they will have to find a way to show that love and affection to you where how they would normally show it to others is with touch. And that is unique to you. It makes your relationship with that person unique to them. And it becomes an identity factor for you. They know you as, oh, they don't like to be touched. It becomes a part of who you are. How they see you. How they perceive you. And how they interact with you. Healthy boundaries define individuality. You become more of an individual, more of a unique individual, when you have bounds and limits set to how people interact with you just like I said with physical touch part of your identity part of your individuality of what makes you you what sets you apart from others are your boundaries nobody else feels and thinks the way you do so if you let that known with your boundaries it helps you become more of a unique individual Healthy boundaries also indicate what we will and will not hold ourselves responsible for. This one is extremely important, and I don't think a lot of people really know or understand that. When you do not have boundaries, you're more likely to fall victim to rubbing someone the wrong way or someone rubbing you the wrong way. And in turn, that creates conflict because it creates emotional, mental, and even physical issues. So when you have those limits, you know, bless you, 
when you have those limits, you know what you're going to hold yourself responsible for and what you're going to be responsible for in terms of other people. So with physical touch, you know you do not want to be responsible for the mental issues that you will face, for the emotional issues you will face, for the physical issues you will face if someone is handsy with you because it makes you uncomfortable and you know what that will bring to you. So you let those bounds and limits be known because you don't want to have to deal with it. And in turn, if you know you have those boundaries, you'll look out for other people and their boundaries because you do not want to be responsible for inflicting that kind of trauma or issues or behaviors onto someone else. Once you have boundaries for yourself, it will be easier to have boundaries with other people. Therefore, being responsible for yourself and being responsible for your actions and behaviors with other people. What do poor boundaries lead to, right? Poor boundaries lead to resentment, anger, burnout, stress, financial burdens, wasted time, and relationship issues, which could lead to mental distress, which mental distress is all that we've covered previously. So what do you mean? How can poor boundaries lead to resentment? Let's take me for an example. One of my friends, I did not set up boundaries with this person. So this person is coming to me with a lot of their issues, right? And this person isn't somebody I would normally associate myself with due to the fact that our morals, our values, our behaviors, how we carry ourselves, how we present ourselves, and how we go about lives is extremely different. But I'm old enough and I'm not as naive and ignorant as I was before that I now know that I can be friends with people that are different than I. And I feel like that makes you a more well-rounded person. But it does take time. It does take effort to get to that point. So hearing this person speak and hearing them talk about the behaviors that I deem as irresponsible, immature, bad, and just not very tasteful and giving advice and them not taking that advice and them always coming back to me with the same bullshit in my opinion makes me resent them it makes me angry when they come to me with their issues because I feel as though they cause their issues themselves it makes me have burnout talking with this person because it drains my energy having them complain about the same thing over and over and over again it causes me stress because I feel like I want to help this person and I want them to better themselves but they do not want to do so for themselves which is none of my business as a friend I'm just supposed to be there for that person that's it I'm not supposed to dictate their lives that's not my responsibility it feels like I have wasted time because when I talk to them, it's in one ear, out the other. And it causes a relationship issue between us two. Because I'm now seeing them in a different light, in a more negative light, when I shouldn't be, because they are my friend. As for financial burdens, I think we can all relate to this when it comes to family. 
When you don't set up boundaries with family, which is hard, especially when it's the family members you live with and see on a daily basis, you can come into financial burdens with them. Do I have to go more into detail with that? I don't think I do. And all of this causes mental distress, as I just said to you, how it makes me feel and how I feel about that person. Makes me stress in my head, right? Now, healthy boundaries help people make decisions based on what is best for them and not just the people around them. I think we forget that sometimes. I think a lot of us, myself included, are people pleasers. And we get ourselves into binds, into uncomfortable situations, and sometimes we don't even know how the fuck we got there. Because we do not put ourselves first, and we do not put what is best for us first. And I know a lot of people could relate to that when it comes to family. We have so much stress and burdens when it comes to our family, especially the family that we live with. Especially if we come from cultures that aren't predominantly American. If you have any type of ethnic background, it comes with baggage. And that is a really hard thing to navigate. Now that we know what boundaries are, how does that relate to the subtopic we have in today's theme, which is the current trends in mass media and social media are toxic AF. And in turn, I think they normalize not having boundaries and they make us have unhealthy relationships with the people around us. So first and foremost, let's identify, let's define toxic. Toxic, poisonous, very harmful, or unpleasant in a pervasive or insidious way. Pervasive, meaning especially of an unwelcome influence or physical effect spreading widely throughout an area or a group of people. Insidious, meaning proceeding in a gradual, subtle way, but with harmful effects. Now, what's social media? But something, let's take trends, right? In social media and mass media. It takes a minute for it to catch on, for it to blow up, for it to spread. It's gradual. Sometimes it could be subtle. When it comes to mindsets, you may not have an opinion on a topic, but you see something, you read it, and it's in the back of your head. And then when you hear that topic again, you go, oh, 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 I read this. And you just reiterate what you saw without even knowing if you truly believe that and when you see something over and over and over and over again a lot of the times you start to believe that because you see it so often that's what social media and mass media does to us and because what's popular is in my eyes toxic we ourselves become toxic and we think it's okay and natural because we see it so often now we're going to be focusing on primarily music right now music I feel like what's super popular what has been popular but more prominently so now is materialism or being and being materialistic the money the objects the fame the flashiness being icy right so I took a look at my playlist and I wanted to see if I could just pull a song out and if it would match to what I was saying. 
And sure enough, I did. There's an artist named Lisa. She's from a very popular K-pop group called Blackpink. She just came out with her first ever single, and that single was accompanied by another song. So two songs. This song is called Money. Lisa talks about the high amount of money she makes, how she loves it, spends it on whatever she wants, whenever she wants, right? And I feel like a lot of the music that we consume, that's really hype music, that makes you feel good, that makes you feel confident and empowered, has to do with materialism, with money. One of her lyrics goes, Celine, my shoes, walking on you, my money rules. I don't know if I'm pronouncing Celine right, but Celine being a French luxury brand that Lisa became an ambassador for in September of 2020. Girl, during the pandemic. Lisa states that the brand, like herself, isn't afraid to reinvent itself and that Celine pieces boosts her charisma and confidence, making her feel empowered. This whole song, Money, is about the empowerment of money and how it makes boss bitch energy. You can't touch her. You're not on her level. You ain't shit. Because I made a fucking money. Now, what does it say about us when our empowerment, confidence, and attitude is embedded in the money we make and not from within ourselves? If the source of your happiness, of your pride, your ego, your confidence, your attitude, your demeanor, if your source comes from outside of you, if it does not come from within you, what does that say about you? If you have all of your confidence embedded in you going to the gym and working out, if you have your pride coming from your garden that you work so hard on every single day, if you have your attitude coming from sitting in front of a camera and filming and posting it every week, once those sources are taken from you, once those sources are gone, where do you get your happiness from? Where do you get your pride from? Where do you get your attitude from? If it's not coming from within you, if it's coming from outside sources, and you no longer have access to those sources, what happens to you? What happens to your mental? What happens to your persona? But if those sources were found within yourself, you'd carry them everywhere. You would always have them. Yeah, us as people, it ebbs and flows. We have our ups and downs. Some days we feel bad, up, bad about ourselves. Other days we feel good. But it's always coming from within. And whatever is wrong from within you can always be healed and fixed. Changed. We as people change. We are not the same person we were last month. We were not the same person we were last year. We are always learning new information. We are always having a change of ideas. Our morals. Our values. The way we see the world. The way we see ourselves. The way we see others. Are always evolving and changing. Because that's who we are as people. So for someone. As popular. As influential. As powerful. As Lisa is. Being a top celebrity, an A-lister, having devoted fans, having a lot of money, 
being beautiful because we know beauty runs the world and how much power you have if you're beautiful. If this person looks to a luxury brand to boost her charisma and confidence and for her to feel empowered, if she loses these brands, if she loses her fame, if she loses her spot in her girl group, if she stops making music, what becomes of her? If we turn that around on ourselves, if we lose our sources, what becomes of us? If all the media that we're consuming tells us that we must have outside sources in order to feel a certain type of way, and we're fed that every single day, every minute of every day, wherever you turn, whatever media you consume, whatever medium you consume, whether it be music, digital content like YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Hollywood movies, K-dramas, Bollywood, novelas. If you're being fed that materialism, that outside sources are what brings you the aspects you need in your life to be successful, to be confident, to be a well-rounded person. If we lose those sources, what do we do? How do you do it? Bless you. With boundaries. If you set up boundaries for yourself and how you consume media and how you interact with it, it will help you have limits to how this content affects you. So how do you build boundaries with media, with social media? If you are on TikTok for five plus hours a day, you might not think it's having an impact on you or an influence on you, but it is. If you feel like when you're on TikTok, you feel bad about yourself. Oh, I have to work out. I'm fat. I'm ugly. No one wants me. You know, there goes your confidence. There goes your self-esteem. There goes how you view yourself. If you are on social media and you're interacting with content of people that have working out as part of their lifestyle, it's something they do daily. It's something that they have worked into their everyday lives. And so they have chiseled bodies, muscles, great physiques. If you interact with that content, you like, you watch those videos for the full duration of time, your algorithm will feed you that content and keep feeding you that content. You have to remember that on social media, it's run by an algorithm. And the more you interact with that algorithm, the more they will feed you similar content. So if you are being fed the same thing over and over and over and you are on it, that media and you're consuming that media for five plus hours a day, every single day, every week, every month, you're going to start to be affected by it. And once you start to think low of yourself, it's a domino effect. It affects your mental, which then affects your physical health. 
But if you had boundaries set in place for yourself to protect yourself, to protect your mental, your emotional, and physical health, then you'll be better equipped to not fall victim to be manipulated. If you set a time that you can only go on social media and consume social media for a certain amount of time each day, it will help you be more present in real life. Real life is not the same as the life you have on media. You have to remember that the people you follow are dictated by you yourself and that's it. You follow those people you want to follow. Your algorithm is dictated by you and the const and the content that you consume by you. When you go out in the real world, you don't have that type of power. You cannot dictate how other people dress, how other people act, how they interact with you, how they interact with others. You cannot dictate what you see and what you experience in the real world. People do not act as they do online as they do in real life. And setting boundaries for yourself with social media will help you understand that. And once you understand that, you will be better equipped to have a healthy relationship with media. And those toxic trends that we see, whether it be you have to work out, if you're fat and ugly, it's your fault. You have to eat right. If you don't, it's your fault. If you're not successful, like I am, it's your fault. I'm better than you. Social media is about flexing. When you're on social media, you want attention. You want to feel good about yourself and your life. So what do you do? You post the best things about your life. You flex the things you think people will think are the best things. Ain't nobody give a fuck about your job, cuz. But you're gonna be posting about it, about how much money you be making, because it will make other people envious. It will make other people feel low about themselves if they're not on your level. It's flex culture. This brings me in to the next topic, which is just social media and the trends that specifically came from social media. Now, I've been watching a lot of Jumpers Jump podcast. If you haven't checked it out, you don't know what it is, I highly recommend you check that shit out. It's so fun. Jumpers Jump. So, as I've been watching back-to-back episodes of Jumpers Jump, the host Carlos and co-host Gavin talk about the current state of trends, and I thought it was really interesting and that it fit into this theme. Now, these dudes got to be around 20, 21 years old. Very much still the youth, fresh out of high school. And Gavin talked about wanting a million Instagram followers and a blue check mark to feel as though he was on the same playing field, the same level as the celebrities he admires and looks up to. I believe that this is a common mindset that a lot of and mentality that a lot of people have, but especially the youth. For those of us that are older, maybe 25 plus, we saw social media getting built. We saw social media growing and it grew along with us. While for them, for the youth, social media has always been 
and always is. It's the norm for them. As for us older folk, it's not the norm for us. When we were growing up, we saw the downfall of MySpace. We saw the rise of Facebook. We talk shit about Instagram. Ain't nobody want to see you post pictures of your food. We talk shit about Twitter. Ain't nobody want to fucking follow you so you can talk about what you ate and what you're doing at this certain point in time. Fuck your diary. Ain't nobody give a fuck. We were there using YouTube solely to watch cat videos and music videos. Because we were able to grow alongside these social media platforms, because we were able to see them since their conception, because we as people were able to help these medias grow, when we jumped on these platforms, our creative minds, our intellectual minds, our business minds, all came together at once and built these platforms to what they are today. We saw that. We know what it was like before these platforms. We know what it was like when these platforms were rising. We know what these platforms are today. And we can conceptualize what these platforms would be in the future. For the youth that grew up with these platforms already established, they don't know before, they don't know or during, they just know it now. So for all the trends and all the happenings that are going on on social media, it's harder for them to conceptualize what it's like without them. It's harder for them to dictate what's my thoughts, how do I feel, and what am I being fed? And what am I being manipulated by? These toxicities that were created with prolonged use of social media leaked in and formulated the youth's minds. So what specifically am I talking about here? We can go straight in to one of the biggest toxicities there is in social media and mass media today. Cancel culture. Cancel culture being one of those toxicities that told the youth and general public that one is unable to grow from past mistakes. That they are and always will be the same person they always were. So why is this toxic? Because that's not true. As people, you know that we grow with the experiences we have. We grow with age. With age brings experiences and those experiences are vital. They're vital to our development. It matures us. It makes us more well-rounded. It makes us better to understand the world and the people around us. And so you have to understand that social media is run by children. Trends, what's popular, is run by children. These children are anywhere from the ages of 8 to 15. They themselves have not had enough life experience to truly understand the world and people around them.
that's not their fault. Of course it's not their fault. It takes time to age. They've never been out of high school. Some of them have never experienced the job. Haven't been able to experience college. Meeting people from around the world. That they would have never met staying in their small towns. Or their apartments or their homes. In order to experience, you need to get out and experience the world. When you're young, when you're a youth, it's a lot more difficult to do so. Yet, they're formulating what we watch, the trends that we are indulging in, the opinions that we're consuming. I feel as though a lot of people automatic, automatically assume they're interacting with people their same age. That's not true. People that are older have experienced life outside of social media, so they are more inclined to do so. They are more inclined to put their phones down, to go to the clubs, to go to the bars, to interact with people in real life, to have experiences in real life, whether that's traveling, the world, the city, being out, restaurants, amusement parks, late night drives, the youth don't really have those freedoms yet. So, who's more inclined to sit on their phones, sit on their computers, all day every day? The youth. What else is there for them to do? So for them to think that who you are is who you are forever makes sense. But as adults, as experienced persons, we know that is not the truth. And for them to think so has to fuck up their mental. I'm sure they're extremely afraid of all of the mistakes they've made in their short time here. And they shouldn't be. Mistakes will always be made. You learn from them, you grow from them, and you make sure that those mistakes Whatever you deem to be a mistake doesn't happen again. And the only way you're able to know that and do that is by creating them. So if they grow up with a fear of making mistakes, a fear of people finding out those mistakes, their, menta, their mentals and emotional states and well-beings, which then affects a physical state, are in jeopardy. Thinking they have the power to take somebody down for something they did 3, 5, 10, 20 years ago is extremely problematic. Because as we know, not only do people change, but society changes as well. What was deemed acceptable in society 10 years ago isn't acceptable now. But you can't fault a person for living the way the rest of society lived and how everybody around them lived. If you had boundaries with social media that allowed you to live more in the real world, to not consume as much content, or at the very least to be aware that the content you are consuming is specific to you yourself and maybe the people around you, you will be better equipped to know when you're being manipulated 
when a thought or idea that you see often is curated by your algorithm and not by the true world around you. You'll be more inclined to have your own opinions, have your own thoughts, and make sure that they truly are yours. Another thing that we see on social media that has become <laughs> rapid is shit-talking. Being malicious. Taking things out on other people. My, oh my. When I had said before that people are not who they are and they do not act as they do online like they do in real life is the truth. Why? Because boundaries are set by society on how you're allowed to interact with people in real life. These boundaries do not exist online. In real life, you cannot walk up to someone and start talking shit to them about how they're dressed, about how they look, about who they are. If you do, you get fucked up. We know that and we see that because we see all those videos posted on Reddit. All them comments are cheering those people on. When someone unprovoked goes up to someone and starts talking shit to them and they get punched the fuck out, you see those comments? Hell, motherfucking yeah, they deserve it. So then, why is it okay for people to do that online, but not in real life? Society has boundaries. Every culture has boundaries for people. If you go to Japan, you know that you're going to have to be a lot more polite and respectful than you have to do in the States. Shit, in America, you have to fucking know in which states, what boundaries each state has for specific types of people. Whether they be white, black, Asian, gay, transgender. Society has boundaries. And we as people of those societies, of those cultures, subconsciously or consciously know those bounds. And we must follow them in order to interact comfortably and safely. Those don't exist online. But if you yourself made boundaries for yourself in how you interact online, how you speak to people online, how you consume content online, how you consume media in general, and how you interact with it, you are then setting yourself up for success. You are making sure that your emotional, mental, and physical health is stable. If you yourself start thinking about these boundaries, these limits, and start applying them to your life for yourself, you will then create healthy relationships with the media you consume, and in turn with yourself. And once you start to see the success you have by doing so, you're gonna start creating boundaries for other people. And once those boundaries are set, and you start to have an identity, individuality, you will start to have healthy relationships in real life with those people that are around you. Whether you come in contact with them for the first time, or whether you've been knowing them for your whole lives. People might fight you on your boundaries at first, because it feels as though you're taking something away from them. 
by putting up these limits that they have on you. But once you fight for them and they are up and they know they cannot get past them and they cannot get to you the same ways that they used to, you start to build a healthy dynamic. And if they don't like it, they leave. But those boundaries stay up. And the next people you meet and the next interactions you have, you'll be so used to those boundaries that they'll be you'll be upfront and honest with them from the jump. And then once you meet a new person, they will know you for your boundaries. They will know you and meet you. You will introduce them to your individuality and to your identity. And if they don't like it, then your relationship doesn't move forward the initial meeting point. And if they do like it and they do like you and you guys do vibe, then moving forward, your relationship will be built on a foundation of limits that was created by you. And if you respect those person's boundaries, you guys are able to interact and mesh your foundations and to build an extremely healthy relationship on top of it. Always be aware of the content you are consuming, how much you're consuming it, and how it's making you feel. I brought up TikTok and looking at very attractive people. Attractive meaning their bodies. They work out. They're always talking about working out. They're always posting their workouts. Everything they have to do, they have to be shirtless. Or they have to show off their big badonk. When you consume that often, you start to feel bad about yourself because you do not look like how these people look. But if you build boundaries with yourself, if you know yourself how you interact in daily life, how you look in real life, how you feel about yourself, it makes it easier to consume that content and not take it to heart and not beat yourself up over it. It then makes sure that you do not go out of your way to other people and start criticizing them for not looking like all the content you see. Building boundaries help to have a healthy relationship with yourself and others. So if you start by building boundaries with the media you consume, you can then start to have a healthy relationship with yourself and then in turn, a healthy relationship with those around you. So if you are new to building boundaries like I am, if you are new to learning what boundaries are like I am, good luck. Keep at it. And once you get there, and once you start building those boundaries, and figuring out what you won't put up with and be responsible for. Life becomes a hell of a lot easier. And way more enjoyable. And that's all I have for you today, Sour Crew. Good luck. <laughs> and I'll see you next week. Whoopah!